Are you taking a reactive or proactive approach to your taxes? Do you wait until the year is over and hope for the best when tax time comes around? Is your business taking accurate tax deductions and receiving all the tax credits you deserve? Welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge. Today we will answer these questions and many more. So sharpen your pencil and take some notes. Now here is your host, Marcelino Dodge. Good, wonderful day, all. Extending a warm welcome to the Tax Answers Advisor. This is Marcelino Dodge, just sitting here for a wonderful ride. 34 shows we're at now, and it just keeps growing. It's amazing. Our guests are just getting such high quality caliber. We really appreciate everyone who comes on the show. And we want to thank everyone around the world. I never imagined when I started this program, I'd have a worldwide audience, but it's great. We have the US, China, Japan ones, and various other countries just downloading or listening to this podcast each week. Just said a big shout out and a thank you as this is available across many platforms and including like iHeartRadio and Spotify. Now, as you have a lot of information here today and on previous shows, there's a lot to talk about. And if you have any questions, you are very, very welcome to give me a call at 844-394-394. 4287. That's my direct line, actually. Or you can also give me an email. That's success at cashtracksfinancial.com. So we again, thank you. And please feel free to give us a call if you want to have questions about anything that we're working on or anything that perhaps for your business, because we're working with individuals and businesses. And today, as we're focusing on some secrets of business success with your tax professional, Have you thought about that in your business, your tax professional helping you to be successful in your business? Well, yes, that is very vital. And that's very important. That's why we've invited William Hamilton, a co-founder or the co-founder of smartpath.co, a pioneer of modern growth strategies with a thousand plus tax and accounting firms that he's helped across the countries. He's a speaker, a writer, a direct work worker with various firms, including this firm here. He deeply understands issues of modern businesses, He lives and works in Southern California. So, you know, he's gone through some challenges there. And so, and he's very passionate about implementing solutions that make life easier for tax pros and their clients. And yes, William, I certainly extend a big welcome to you today. It's great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Marcelino. Thanks so much for for having me and, and, you know, giving an opportunity to talk about this this good stuff that small businesses need to talk about. I'm, I'm excited. Yes, I know your primary focus is is with uh, more tax and accounting firms, helping them to do some of the things we're going to talk about today. But yet, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out. And to my listeners who primarily are either individuals or business owners, they need to know about these things and and even look for a tax professional that, that, that is implementing these things that can help them without having to uh, just use one of those, I will say, seasonal preparers. Yeah, as we know, and as we've talked about in other times, the tax profession is changing. And it's one thing I've observed in the 20 years I've been doing it, and I've tried to adjust. But yet, there's we still got to keep going. We all got to keep learning, not just taxes anymore. It's it's the business of doing taxes and helping clients, which is something I'm passionate about, is helping clients, which is why I've been told a lot through the time I've been doing it. Why didn't my other guy tell me that? I'm like, I can't explain why they didn't tell you that. All I know is this is what I do. So That's right. And in finding the secrets to business success, 
some feel that there's only some secret, only a few people can access it. Maybe it's right education, your network access to capital. Although that's one thing they always talk about is, is your network in business, but there's more to it than just that. And there's no real secret. There's just the right things to do. And that's what we're going to talk about today, William. And I really appreciate you uh, helping us to see that as we look for as also, as we've discussed about scalable results, trying to really determine. So let's jump into it then today, William, or as we look at what do you think is the biggest thing that holds most small business owners back from being as successful as they want to be? Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. I, I think Marcelino, in, in our experience, you know, working with, you know, thousands of, of small entrepreneurs, you know, just starting out, there's a threshold of when you have a business idea or a business concept and you figure out, here's the problem that I want to solve for my customers and you get your first batch of customers that you can work with and you test your, your technical skills on them to actually be able to solve the problem. There's a threshold of going through that process where you get a little bit of success. And then once you get a little bit of success, you start making some money and all of a sudden, what do I do next? What is the next thing that I need to do to create that scale and to grow the business to the next level? And the, the, the area where we see most you know, entrepreneurs struggle at that very first stage is really a lack of focus. Because if you go on, on YouTube or you go on Facebook, or you go on Instagram, you know, there's a million gurus trying to sell a, a million different ways to do something. How do you know what works for you? How do you know with delivering the work, with trying to market your services, with trying to still you know, have your life, you know, spend some time with your kids, all the things that, that we do as human beings, what should you be focusing on that's really going to work? And so I think it's very, very easy in today's environment to get bogged down in the noise and to not know what are the things that I should be working on in my specific business that's really going to get me to that next level. And if we have that lack of focus, uh, we're just going to be you know, spinning our wheels and we're never really going to get anywhere. And so I think, I think the, the short answer is a lack of focus is the number one thing if I had to peg something that, that really holds entrepreneurs back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and focus. Oh, yeah. We know focus is such a challenge because as a small business owner, they got so many, so many pieces and parts. In addition to what they know what to do and what they already do and what they're good at, but there's all the other right. parts <laughs> that uh, that end up being a distraction from what they really want to do, which is what they enjoy doing, whatever their profession is, whatever they're launching their business to do, that focus is there. But yeah, finding that focus is important, which is as what we're going to work on today is helping once to find that focus and how then to leverage your tax professional to help you to do yeah. that if they're willing, yeah. if they're willing to do it and find part of the challenge is finding a tax professional willing to do it. That's but, right. That's but right. But that's what we want to help ones to do. So then we've kind of touched, kind of touched on it just, just real quickly there, but how about the cure? What's the formula you think to find this success to cure uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think the first thing you have to do is you really have to go back and try to find a couple of minutes of quiet time in your day or your week and think about what do I really want as a business owner? Um, you know, so many times, Marcelino, we, we start a business and we think that's, that's the only thing that we can do. But the reality is, if you have a skill set, 
Um, if you have technical skills, you could go work for somebody else. You could go find a job, you know, at, at any point in the year. But if you're going to go through the, the headache and the stress <laughs> and, and all the things it takes to own a business, why are you doing it? You know, what's, what's your purpose? Um, are you doing it because you want to build a personal legacy for your family? Um, are you doing it because you believe being an entrepreneur is going to allow you to achieve an income that you couldn't achieve working for somebody else? Um, are you solving a problem that's really important to you in your personal community? And so you want to give back to a community of people that you love and you care about. Um, are you passionate about a problem, right? With, with you know, tax professionals, uh, oftentimes we hate seeing clients get harassed by the IRS. And so that's a problem that we want to solve. Um, or, you know, if you're an architect or if you're an orthodontist or if you're a general contractor and you just love building things, you know, are you doing it because you just love practicing your craft? And so I think if you can get clarity about why you're doing it, why you're going down the entrepreneurial route versus just going and getting a job mm -hmm. that may still be able to pay you well, you know, without all the stress, uh, getting that clarity of why you're doing it can really be that first step that's going to help you focus on, mm -hmm. on what to do next. Mm -hmm. And I think this relates back to some, something I've mentioned in prior shows about the fact that you're thinking about starting a business, but you're not always talking to the right people mm -hmm. as to why you're going to conduct the business. Everybody, and I just had another example yesterday, um, people who will go and speak to, will talk to a bank person, they'll go talk to a legal person, which they're great people. They can certainly help out and you need them in the process. But some of these items that like you're discussing can actually, if your tax professional is there and has the skill set and has taken some of the training that you have, which is fantastic training, by the way, they can actually help you work through some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that's where I really am passionate about helping small businesses and sales to be successful, to start off on the right foot which is why it's important. And I wish more people would encourage them, you know, before you even think about doing the business or if you're considering doing a business, you need to go talk to your tax person or find a tax person to talk to about it because they can help to narrow down these things. Uh, one who has gone through some of this uh, reach out training and information that you have, which is very useful in understanding that as tax professionals, uh, we need to uh, change our thinking and go beyond just looking at the tax return, but okay, how can we help these people be successful? Because their success also helps me success be successful because not only do I get a person who is being successful, but I can get a longtime client and someone I can help and then we're mutually helping each other because we're not looking at them as just that, that narrow focus of uh, three and a half months during the year, we're gonna do a tax return and then not see them the rest of the year. No, but we wanna see them year round. And, these items that you're mentioning, yeah, I, I can certainly see there's a lot of problems there initially that with, with the proper assistance, ones can definitely get that help and be able to do what they need to do and not have problems with the IRS. That's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's usually, a huge one. That, that, that's what can be prevented from the very, very beginning with it. So, so how do we go back? Let's see, oh, what do you, so how then we've, I'm sure I've touched on it some, a little bit here with some of my comments there, but we have that, that needle we're talking about there going, um, moving, helping them to move forward there. How do, how do we move that then? 
Yeah. So, so once, once we identify, okay, here's what I really want, right? Here's why I'm starting this business. Here's, here's my personal uh, motivation for doing what I'm doing in this business. Once that's clear, that really gives you the anchor to focus all the rest of your decisions on. So, you know, for example, should I uh, invest some personal capital that I've been saving up? Should I invest that personal capital in building out a software? Should I invest it in marketing for more clients? Should I invest it in hiring an employee? All these micro decisions that you have to make as an entrepreneur every day, if you understand what it is you're doing and why you're doing it, that's going to give you that North Star to make that decision. Should I take option A or option B, or should I just sit tight and do nothing at all right this second because I need more information? And so once you can identify what your purpose is and why you're doing what you're doing, that's going to give you that clarity of, okay, you know, I know where I want to go. I know why I'm doing it. Now, what books do I need to read, you know, mm -hmm. to find some more information? What podcasts do I need to listen to, to, to figure out what the best decision it is? Uh, what topic do I need to research about marketing or about hiring and training or about whatever it is mm -hmm. that I'm doing? And so instead of constantly being lost with the decision tree of should I go left or should I go right, if we can have that clarity of purpose and if we can have that clarity of why we're doing what we're doing, that's going to that's gonna give us a structure for how we want to start making decisions and what assumptions we want to start testing in the business. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things, Marcelino, that I love about the tax professional industry and why I'm so passionate about this industry is the breadth of knowledge that tax professionals have just from working with so many business clients over the years. Mm -hmm. You've been in the business for 20 years. If a business client comes to you, let's say they're a, a general contractor, they own a construction company. Well, that person's probably owned one, maybe two construction companies their entire career. Uh, someone like you who works with many, many, many businesses every single year, you've seen hundreds of different companies and how they operate in the ins and the outs and the rights and the wrongs. And so a tax professional is uniquely positioned to see your business needs through a lens of seeing it a thousand times before mm -hmm. versus you may have only seen these issues one or two times. And so mm -hmm. it's not that they're uh, quote unquote better than you or smarter than you. It's just that they have a perspective that's been trained from looking at these business issues hundreds of times every single year. And then mm -hmm. they can give you those shortcuts because they've seen it before. Mm -hmm. Yes. And certainly that, that that's very true. You see that, I mean, I've seen the way different businesses do things and seen what works, what doesn't work. And then, yeah, I try to help once to do it. And of course, part of what, what I work to do in some of these areas that you're talking about here, topics to research, because as uh, we've discussed on other occasions, there's so much information out there for people. I mean, and what are we doing today? We're adding to that information. Yeah. But we're trying to really focus it to help people to, to make, make good decisions because they do need to research. They do need to look at stuff. And if they, once again, I'm coming back to it. If they you, you utilize a tax professional that's willing to help them in developing it, that'll help them get there a whole lot faster. I know one thing when they're going to start a business, which they're always concerned about their, of course, their accounting work, but I've gotten to the point where I don't always necessarily have to do their accounting work. What I want to do is I want to help them set it up right. That's right. And help them to monitor it through the year. But there's a lot of stuff they can do on their own, but they just need a little people just need a little help, a little guidance to get started so that they have 
okay, this goes here, this goes here, or you got something new you coming, just you be a resource. That's actually what I want to do. I want to be a resource more so than a real accountant for them to help them to do it right. And then of course, help them and guide them through the year. And then unless they want the services or need the services, but many of them with a lot of this information out there, they can do it on their own. They just need needle tweak because too much of the do-it-yourself software makes it seem like it's easy. But when I see statements come in that have loan payments as expenses, that tells you they need a little more guidance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and it goes back to, you know, as an entrepreneur, what's the highest and best use of your time? We all have the same capacity. We got 24 hours a day. We got seven days a week. You know, we have a limited amount of capacity. And so if you are uh, you know, you run a dental practice, let's say you're a dentist, is it the highest and best use of your time to also try to, you know, learn the ins and outs of accounting and be an accountant and an HR specialist and a payroll specialist on top mm-hmm. of being a dentist? Probably not, right? It's the highest and best use of your time to go out there and, and find more people that need their teeth done. So, <laughs> so that, that's what, you know, that's what we're talking about today is focus is what are the things that are going to move the needle? And for 99.9% of, of entrepreneurs, it's not becoming an accountant on top of what your, your own specialty is. That's mm-hmm. not what's going to move the needle in your business. Automate all that stuff. Find somebody who can automate it, who can you know, do it for you. Um, and then you can focus on the things that are really going to you know, push the business forward. And so that, again, you know, that word focus is so, so huge you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to a small business who's trying to make things happen with limited resources. Okay. Yes. So we've talked about getting some focus and some various ways we can help ones to get focused because that's, that's definitely a first step that they need. I'd even, I'd even say that's, that's very vital, perhaps even the most important priority to get, get a focus first. But then once you get a focus, once you identify that, what's that? What, where do they go from there? What's the process? You got the focus. Where do we go from here now? Yeah. And, and the answer to that to, to me, Marcelino, it goes back to universal truths, right? What are the things that are going to be true no matter what industry you're in? Because I'm sure there's people of all industries, you know, listening to this, this information. And so what are the things that can absolutely work for any business regardless of industry? And there's a couple of things that we've seen work across the board. Um, the first one is really being able to identify a specific problem that your customers want to solve and that they're willing to pay you above anyone else to solve the problem. That's the, that's the cornerstone of business. If you can't identify a problem that someone's willing to pay to solve, you don't have a business. And that being willing to pay to solve is an important piece because there are a lot of problems in our lives that we have. We're just not, it's not a big enough pain point or the, the return on investment isn't high enough where we want to pay to solve it. So it's not just identifying the problem, but what's a problem that's specific enough painful enough, valuable enough that someone's willing to pay you specifically to solve it. If we can do that as a first step, um, then that's, that's the key. And then we can build a successful business around that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then getting those keys to go and there's even other challenges that come up with that. We can get those keys started, but then what do we think about that? Okay. We're gonna have a situations arise. We need solutions. Where do we need to go go from there? So now that we have a problem that we've identified, okay, how do we message how our brand or how our business can actually solve that problem? And what are the consequences if it goes unsolved and the benefits of solving it? And so when we think about our customers, regardless of what industry that we're in, 
they're not, they're not looking at our solution in a vacuum. They're looking at our solution or thinking about our solution along with all the other things they have going on in their life. They're trying to get some recreation time. They're trying to, you know, uh, uh, take care of their health. They're trying to take care of their house. They're trying to take the kids to soccer practice. And so what can we say to a customer that's going to help them understand, hey, here's the problem and here's what's going to happen if you don't solve it. Here's the, here's the, the skin in the game. Here's the consequences. And then if you do solve it, here's how great your life could be if it went away. And, and we oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we assume that the client's going to do that math in their head and they're going to get to that conclusion on their own. But they're not, they're busy, they're out there living life and we're trying to interrupt them to get, to get them to understand how our solution can benefit them. So we have to do that heavy lifting for them and we don't want them to be confused as they're thinking about, okay, here's a solution, here's what happens if I don't do it, here's the benefits of what, what happens when I do do it. And so we got to identify the problem and then we have to get the messaging clear that mm -hmm. shows them the consequences and the benefits after they solve it. Okay. Yes. And then also some of the items you mentioned in, in finding that solution. Uh, one of the items you we uh, talked about when we go to solve problems with it is, is one thing is identifying those key success indicators. That's right. That's right. So, so if I'm looking at any customer's life holistically mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm trying to help them implement a solution there's indicators in that client's life. It doesn't matter whether you're offering plumbing or you're offering dental work or, or whatever it is that you're offering. There's indicators that show, hey, here's why things are getting off track, right? You're not, uh, you're not brushing enough or you're not flossing enough. Or if you, you know, have uh, termite damage on your home, you know, the, the wood areas on the outside of your home are too old and, and they're decaying and so it's attracting termites. So whatever problem our customers have, there are key success indicators that indicate here's where the problem is coming from and here are the things that we need to do to address those issues. And so as the professional, as the entrepreneur, we have to make it very clear what those success indicators are and make that part of our branding, make that part of our messaging, mm -hmm. make it tangible and make it clear to the clients. Here are the things that you need to be looking at that can actually move the needle in your life or move the needle in your personal situation. And then once we understand those, those key success indicators, okay, what are the other threats out there that, you know, that we're not thinking about, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh, even, even though you're flossing every day, are you eating too much sugar? Or are you drinking too <laughs> much coffee? So it's discoloring your teeth. So there's always those ancillary things that the client may not be aware of because they're not the expert. And we need to make sure that our solutions are not only addressing the main problem, but we're also looking at those other threats. And tax professionals, you know, when we, when we switch the lens a little bit, we talk about, you know, working with, with someone that can, that can actually help you move the needle in your business. A tax professional is uniquely positioned to see those threats that you may not see because they understand what the IRS is looking for because they have so much experience working with so many business clients and knowing the pitfalls that they've seen happen to people time and time again, having someone in your business that can take you through a threats analysis and a checklist, that's huge. That's worth its weight in gold, you know, just doing that one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's part of, uh, then we, we get, we go in, we help the business to make those, those key success indicators, looking at it also for the business itself. That's right. I mean, they, they can look at that for their customers, but then, uh, we help them to go and look at it for themselves. That's right. And identify their threats within their business to help them again to identify those threats. But then we get those indicators, we go through the threats, 
and then helping the, the business to get the la- get that get to that last step there. That's right. So so we can uh, we can know what the success indicators are. We can know what the threats are. But nothing's going to change unless we put it into action. Mm-hmm. And so the, that last step is okay. Once we've identified what needs to happen, we need an action plan. Who's going to do what in what order? When are the due dates for these things to get done? Uh, why are we doing this? How is this fitting inside of a bigger picture of, of trying to accomplish some goals? And so there's got to be that action plan that makes it tangible where somebody is taking an action in real life that's going to mm-hmm. make something happen. And, and that, is, that is so key. And if you're working with a tax professional right now that doesn't have an action planning process, who isn't taking all of these concepts of, of taxation and tax planning and business strategy and, and cash flow planning and all the things that, that a really good tax professional can do, if they don't give you an action plan for how to implement it, then they've only done half the job. And so having that, that action mm-hmm. plan is huge. Yes, and I, I've, I've heard so many times over the years of, of just different individuals I've worked with who've come in, who, well, individuals and businesses that uh, would just come in and say, well, the other person I worked with just didn't do this or didn't do that or didn't make any suggestions. I just took the paperwork in, dropped it off, and they did it, and they gave me the exam. They gave me the back saying, oh, you owed X amount of dollars, but they never said, well, this is what you can do to reduce your taxes, or maybe you can look at implementing a retirement plan in your business or things, or let's take a closer look at this. Let's meet later on in the year to develop these uh, plans and try to do these. And some of that's just, just at least just real basic stuff, at least from my standpoint, that every tax professional should be doing anyway. But now I'm looking at, at least for me, I'm looking to dig a little deeper to really get that concept going to help ones help small businesses to be success from, from the start to, to go on and perpetuate. Cause we know even in this tough time we're in going through the pandemic and so on, small businesses are still being started. Yes. People are being entrepreneurs. I mean, different people gone because they've been at home. They've, they've just been creative and some have been yep. very creative and they continue to do so, but some have been doing stuff inside. Some have been doing stuff outside, but yet they still need these, this direction to help them. Yeah. And one, one of the things Marcelino that I love about, you know, how you work with people is you're very good at educating clients and helping them understand the difference between uh, historical reporting versus planning for the future. And what most, uh, most individuals in this country that pay tax, they, they don't truly, truly understand that once you file a return, all you're doing is you're just reporting to the IRS what's already happened in the past. And so mm-hmm. that, that time has already passed. You really can't affect the outcomes that much by yes. the time you're, you're working with your person to, to file that return. So the only way to get a better outcome mm-hmm. is to stop just focusing on the historical reporting and start mm-hmm. focusing on looking towards the future, looking towards, okay, what can we do to plan mm-hmm. during the year before we get to, to April 15th, before yeah. we get to December 31st to really affect the outcome? And that uh, and that's uh, something that's very important for small businesses, which is why just well, just last week, I did a whole show just on where are you in 2021 now. That's right. And stressing the importance of, I know some are struggling, and I and I and I get that, and I appreciate that. But there are others who are not struggling. Their businesses are doing good. I mean, I see some of that within. 
the people that I assist, their businesses are doing good. We're going to say, hey, you know, there's some options you need to look at here. I mean, you're, you're actually doing, in some cases, doing better than you did last year as far as business-wise. Uh, do you want to look at setting up that retirement plan now? Do you want to look at uh, some of these other items, maybe uh, do some other little small benefits for your employees, certain reimbursement programs. We talked about, I've talked about having uh, health reimbursement arrangements in yes. businesses that can afford to do it as an alternative to offering a health insurance. That's right. Because that's a way you can control costs is saying, we'll do X amount of health reimbursement for you, our employees. And just little programs, because there's just so much out there, so many crazy things happening that we need to just develop, help our business. And then of course, look at the owner, not just for their employees, but then help the owner to say, what can you do for yourself? Can you set aside the whatever for, for your personal retirement looking ahead? Uh, do you want to, or do you need equipment or stuff? I mean, I'm always coming back to equipment. That's the easiest thing for businesses to buy. But if you have the cash on hand and it's something that's really needed, will that help to address a threat or help to address something? Maybe now's the time to get that. Uh, but that's where just trying to sit down with them and working with them, which is what, what my goal is with everybody to sit down and say, let's, let's, let's see what we can do to help you to continue to be successful. Or if you're just starting and getting a few things going, let's not be too, uh, I guess, too hasty with the money that's coming in. It looks great now, but uh, let's uh, just kind of prepare for the, for the unexpected. You know, I mean, the next six months of the year, we don't know what that's going to bring, but uh, the pattern indicates this, that you're going to do well, but we still need to be be well thought out. We need thinking about how we're going to continue to serve our, our customers. How are we going to uh, take care of our employees if we have employees and so on? And that's all part of this indicators, identifying the threats, putting the action plan. And then, of course, as you mentioned, yeah, putting the action plan, I can put together a great action plan. We can work together. There's some things, of course, on that plan that I can help with, and I'll do and I will absolutely do that. But then still the small business owner, there's some stuff they got to go do. That's right. On those. That's right. And I, I can nudge them. <laughs> I can say, uh, you know, I could give them a reminder, but in the end I can give them the guidance, but yet they need to still be willing to take the action themselves and go and do yes. it. Yes. And, and that's, you know, that's the hardest part, you know, that we've seen is, is if you don't know what to do, you're frozen, but at mm -hmm. least if someone's sitting beside you, helping you figure out, okay, here's what we should be doing in what order that's going to get us the best results, then at least we get unfrozen. And then you're right. It's up to the, to the, to the entrepreneur to figure out, okay, do I want to act or, or, you know, am I ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've, I, I've worked for, for years at, at training some clients and it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. to continue to train clients to say, okay, I need you to prepare your information in this manner, or uh, we need to get your, your accounting system set up in this way so that these items are over here and not over here. And just trying to get some to work, to help them to be successful, to get them to say, or even get them to be willing to spend a little little bit extra a month just to get that little bit of extra help sometimes is very difficult to do because they, they think they're doing good because they see money in the bank account. They see, uh, well, this, this profit and loss, it looks pretty good, even though it's wrong. Uh, right. <laughs> we think we're yeah. making money. Uh, 
but yet it's uh, it's it's quite a challenge. But that's what we're trying to encourage to, for your small business to be successful. You need to sometimes pay for that a little bit of extra help because one of the areas uh, that I found, and I really appreciate you you've mentioning in some of the videos I've watched from you, is the fact that people do good at what they do. I mean, if you're an auto mm-hmm. mechanic, go do your auto mechanic work. Uh, if you're uh, other type of uh, whatever business you're in, if you're, you're good at what you do, but you're not necessarily good at the accounting or good at that stuff. But I'll, uh, I, I often ask, okay, you, you're, I'm going to charge you X amount of dollars, like hundred bucks a month or whatever, just, just to do this, whatever I'm going to do for you. Yeah. And then they'll, then sometimes they'll complain about it. I'm like, well, but how long does it take you to make that back? If you're, well, an hour, two hours. Well, okay. Is it, how, how long would it take you to do the work that I'm doing for you then? That's right. That's right. Oh, well, let's see him. How, uh, ah, <laughs> take me all day or half the night or I'm up all doing this other stuff or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, what would you be, what would you rather be doing? Right. Right. You'd rather be doing what you know how to do and do it good. And of course, another way I put it to sometimes with, with business owners, is I sit there and say, okay, I'm going to charge you X amount, four or $500 a month for the services here. But yeah, think about this. If you paid someone in house into this, you'd have to pay, let's see here, you'd have to pay the uh, workers' comp, you'd have to pay the unemployment tax, you'd have to pay the FICA matching, mm-hmm. you have to pay all these things. And that's even if you paid them the same amount, that'd be in addition. You can pay me the same amount that, that you would have paid them to do it, but yet you're not going to have all those extra expense that you can put right. toward, toward what you're doing as well. Plus, you don't have to, what's the word here I'm looking for? You don't have to babysit them. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> as we all know, the workforce is hard to find good, good people right now. It's all, and it's, unfortunately, it's been getting worse. Yeah. Finding good people yeah. who, that you don't have to sit there and, and constantly monitor. But there are good people out there. I will there's a lot of good people out there. It's just a matter of finding them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's such a good point, Marcelino. It's all about what's return on investment, right? If I give you a dollar and you give me a dollar 50 back, we can do that deal all day. What's, what's your return on investment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and, what I want. That's what I try to get employers to understand. But sometimes they just don't see that. All they see is that dollar going out. They don't see the value. And I've tried multiple times, multiple ways to explain to one's this is the value that you're getting back. Maybe I need to be a little bit better at it. I, maybe some of it's my fault, but some of, but sometimes it's getting as a small business owner, you need to understand value. What are you going to get back for it? How much money are you going to make back for the little bit you're putting out to get some extra assistance to, to develop these plans, to, to develop this action plan, to get the help. And of course the other do- the big dollar sign, of course, we can help them with is that I try to show them which, is to get them to return, not just in other areas, but of course, in their tax, helping mm-hmm. them in to reduce their tax. And, and that's what everything's, I don't know why it's such a challenge with so many business owners to try to help them in these things, but some of it is, I'll admit, probably me, need to, better, need to communicate better, but yet there's still things that the business owners themselves need to be willing to do. Yeah. Need to spend yeah. a little bit to, to make a little bit, because I honestly feel that you will make more money if you just take, take less time in this area and more time over in there, you're going to do much better. You're right. going to make more money. And, and I think, I think Marcelino, it's what, you know, really what we've been talking about today. It's just people are pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And because there's only, you know, so many tax professionals that are willing to take a year round, you know, I'll sit beside you type approach with their clients. 
they've never experienced the true value of working with someone, you know, mm-hmm. who can map this stuff out for them. So, so if I, you know, if I've never seen an airplane before, uh, I may not necessarily mm. believe that things can fly in the air. Yeah. And well, so, that's true. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, it's that, it's that uh, just, just that process of them working with the level of tax professional they need to work with to be able to see the value. And then once they see it, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes easier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's as I mentioned to you uh, before we started is that in my area, this is a, this is a new concept, right? right. In my little, my little, my little corner of Colorado here. And it is an education process and a lot of areas that I've worked with a lot of uh, people I've done a lot of different uh, programs I've done over the years. It's, it's always an education process because it's, it's just new. That's right. And then getting people, then just working with ones, trying to encourage them to just understand that this is something new. This is good. This is going to help you. Then getting over that initial cloud of suspicion because right. it's new, it's different. There's yeah. this cloud of suspicion over it. So then you got to get past that. But then once you get through those barriers, people are like, oh, okay, that, that's great. That, that makes sense. And it's just getting through those, but yet like as I do admit, sometimes even I don't communicate the best, mm-hmm. but that's uh, something, the constant thing that I'm working on to always communicate with ones to help them to know this is, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing and always being open. And one of the other points, at least from a tax professional standpoint, uh, which is why I like working with you, William, is the fact that you've talked about customer service as a that's tax right. professional. That's right. And something that I've seen often overlooked in the industry is because most individuals have been dealing with numbers and not really customer service type people. It's just, it's just the way it is. Right. But yet it's something that we strive to do better, which is why I take one of the areas that I take pride in is the fact that this is not what I've done all my life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been in this industry for 20 years. I didn't come out of college being going for a CPA or anything of that nature. I came out going actually for another profession. Yeah. And I'd done some sales work and I actually was licensed in insurance before I started doing taxes and stuff. So I've always had a customer, a customer service frame of mind in, in the way that I conduct business because I've just, and I feel, and I, and I, and I really agree that's important as tax, a tax professional needs to be just as conscious of that as any other business, as the shoe store just around the corner from me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You need to give that good customer service as a tax professional. And so if you're not getting good customer service from your tax professional, well, that's something you need to just examine. Are they offering these things? Are they available for you? Which is also I talked about in a previous show is your tax professional just a tax professional? Or are they trying to be your financial partner? Are they trying to help you through the year? That is just always so important. Now there's, do you have a thought? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Now there's other, we, we've, we've covered a lot of ground here, but are there any other secrets maybe that really make a difference for small business success here that, uh, that we've maybe missed? Yeah. The, the, the other thing that, that we find and, and I've personally found Marcelino is your business grows in direct correlation to your own personal growth. You know, sometimes as, as, as entrepreneurs, we figure, okay, well, work stuff is work stuff. And then my personal stuff is my personal stuff. But really as human beings, it's hard to separate the two. You know, everything that we do in our lives 
uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, it's all connected. And so Mm -hmm. not only can we work on the technical skills as an entrepreneur, but we also have to work on those those personal development skills, the soft skills, the emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have, we're all on our own journey, so to speak, of, of trying to become the best people that we can become. And so as we move forward in that process, the more that we can try to work on ourselves personally, the mm-hmm. more that's going to have an effect on our business. Um, and so that that's the other thing that I think is a, is a huge secret to entrepreneurship is if you can't show up in your business every day and really be present and really be mm-hmm. focused and really be in the best frame of mind and the best frame of heart because you got a lot of personal stuff going on, that's obviously going to affect your business. Mm-hmm. And so we have to try yes. to get to a place personally to create that foundation to allow our business to thrive. And, and I don't think, I don't think uh, as entrepreneurs, we're necessarily taught that that's the reality, but it's the reality that we've seen. I, I really appreciate this fact about about the personal development because it does it does affect you see often ways the way a produce a person conducts their business the way they conduct their personal life away from business and so as you develop whatever way you're going what uh, what values you have because your personal values come into your business and you can tell usually the type of person someone is away away from business by seeing how they conduct their business by the way right. that they treat others in the business is probably how they treat others away from business. And then they sit there and wonder, okay, why don't I have any business? Well, if you're not treating people <laughs> in a certain way, that could be why you don't have any business. Or right. if you're not, uh, or if you're not delivering what you say you're going to deliver, well, did you have that pattern before? you came into business, maybe you need to be willing to make some personal assessments, personal adjustments for your business to be successful because now your whole thinking process has to change because if you've been an employee all your life, then you decide to step out on your own uh, and you've had someone who has always been saying, okay, you need to be here at this time. You need to work from this time (laughs) to this time. And you decide to start a business and then you're sleeping in every day. That's right. Uh, you, that's a mental change that you need to make. And of course, it all depends how, as an employee, how you responded to those things. If you didn't respond positively, you try to start a business that you may not be successful unless you have a change of thought. That's right. But if you've been a good employee and always was on time to work and you always did what your assigned tasks were and the boss didn't have to ride you, uh, a good chance you'll probably be successful because you already got some of those built-in skills in there. But then it comes back to the other part here, which I'm real, which I'm real big on, is always treating everybody with dignity, treating everybody honestly, and doing yes. business in an honest way. Because that's the only way your business is going to su- succeed is that there's always these little tricks, and <laughs> you've seen them, that one say, well, you could do this or you can do that. Or another item, you just look at the uh, IRS Dirty Dozen, which was just revised recently, Yeah. of the different schemes that people come up with. Well, no, I can deduct this, or I can deduct this, or you can do this. Well, yeah, you can, but it's not going to be in this office. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I've had that discussion with the clients over 
uh, they go, wow, this is my home office or I, my business is over here and I'm just built this building over here and I'm supposed to be able to take this off. I'm like, no, you're not. You can't take off a building because it don't matter if it's your home office or your uh, the business where your business is, you can't take off a whole building. <laughs> right, right. Uh, not a commercial building anyway, according to the IRS code. But so then that, that usually kind of weeds out cer- certain people. And the same thing with other questions that I personally ask, I usually uh, will find out that this person, especially if the person starting a business, I'll start asking questions and I find out what kind of person this is. And then I'm like, okay, uh, that's fine. You can go elsewhere. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, it's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to put my name on that tax return. If you're not going to do things or you don't want to do things according to what IRS guidelines are, because I have uh, fines and penalties I'm subject to, and I'm not going to put my license on the line for you. You're not worth it. I mean, that's right. Granted, I don't always say that directly to a client, but I am thinking it. I will, I will say yeah. that. And so, yeah. and that's where as a business, if you're as a business owner, if you're a tax person, you're coming in, they're trying to help you with the business and they're really wanting to help you. But if they're asking you certain questions about things, you need to take them in a way that that tax professional is trying to help you to succeed. That's right. And if they're giving you direction on how to make sure you're not going to get in trouble with the IRS or start getting those letters that uh, are not very kind, we will say. And they're actually <laughs> are very delayed right now too. Just yeah. read another thing that IRS letters are delayed and other things are still Huge delayed, backlog. but they're backlogged, but you just don't want to get, you don't want to have that stuff showing up. That's and the right. best way to do it, it's like they always talk, it's like the old saying that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That's right. And so if we, you initiate those processes in your business from the start and get a tax professional going with you from the start, you'll be great. Don't come into me after January 1st and say, oh, I started the business last year and here's this and here's this and here's this and I did this and I'm going to have to pay how much tax? (laughs) Well, you well, you did this and you made money and you did this. Well, can't you do better? I'm like, no, because you didn't come to me before the end of the year. That's right. The time's already passed. And time's now already we're just passed. reporting on what already happened. Yeah. All I can help you with is what we're going to do from here forward. That's right. And then sometimes, and then sometimes we, we, we develop a good relationship and we get to working and we put implement solutions and, and then we move forward. But then, there's always some who just don't want to go through this uh, uh, emotional growth and change, change his thought process because uh, for a long time, I mean, I was an employee for a long time and then I've gone into basically running my own business here, which ironic part about that is I never wanted to run my own business yeah. or be my own employer. It just, I just kind of fell into it the way my life developed. So and anywhere, I'm kind of afraid to go back to it. But anyway, that's just, that's just my personal matter there. But if a person's been an employee all their life and want to do a business, hey, great. Let's do it right from the start. Now, that's something right. we haven't talked about here, I just thought about, because uh, I'm going to do a show more and more specific on this in a couple of weeks, is that we're talking about doing a business, starting a business, and addressing these actions in the business. But we think about... Also, would we want to sell the business in the future? Yes. 
Huge. How, what, what do you think about how, if, uh, if we talk about these items we talked about, how do those affect perhaps the selling of a business later? Right. Absolutely. Structuring a business at the foundational level, Marcelino, to have a saleable asset is very, very different than structuring a business, mm-hmm. you know, willy nilly and not thinking about it because the uh, infrastructure you need to have in place for somebody else to take over that asset and continue to make money with it. That's what makes it valuable. And if you're not thinking about that infrastructure from the very beginning, you may build something that's successful for you, but it's never going to be a saleable asset that somebody Mm -hmm. else is going to want to pay money for. And so thinking about that holistically is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that comes back to what you talked about, getting some focus, getting the goal, seeing what you want to do. Of course, some people never start, they start a business, but they never think about selling it. They may just have an offer come along. That's right. That happened to a business here a few years ago, right here in town. One of their competitors, a big competitor actually come in and made, must've made them some generous offer because they decided, well, yeah, we're going to sell. Well, yeah, yeah. And so could that, could a, could a person not, not initially having an intention to sell, but could they have literally built an asset like that up that is saleable, even though that wasn't their intention, they were just trying to build the business? Sure, it can, it can happen. And if that happens, congratulations, that's, that's great. <laughs> but now, now you need to work double as hard, hopefully with a tax professional to make sure that you sell it the right way. You're not creating a bunch of tax, you're not creating a bunch of issues that you don't even see coming you know, because, because you weren't necessarily prepared for the sale. So it can definitely happen either way. Mm -hmm. Uh, The best way to do it is think about that stuff up front and put, put the infrastructure in place up front. But if you don't have the infrastructure, then you need to make sure that you're crossing your T's dotting your I's with somebody who knows how an asset sale or how a stock sale actually happens and Mm -hmm. make sure that, that they're preparing you for that. Yes, 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 definitely. And depending on the size of your, your business, uh, Maybe even need uh, uh, mergers and acquisition. I'm trying to think of what that term is. There's a yeah, there's like the mortgage, mortgage and acquisition people who actually can yeah. help you to do that. Yeah, and um, and that's something to think about. If I mean, if that time comes, I mean, if you, hey, right. it's great if you can build a business and up to a point right there because people even people are very creative. I've discovered, and we've discovered a lot of creativity over the last uh, year. Well, almost a year and a half at this point with people being home. Now they're coming back out. A lot of creativity going out there. Some could have built some scale of business. Some could have be working that way toward, I'm going to build this up and I'm going to find a buyer and sell it. And, and some may not be doing it, but yet yeah. the principles that we're looking at are pretty much the same. You got to be willing to, to develop yourself. And that's important. It's huge to change your thinking. You can't just build a business. I'm going to go start a business and I'm going to go do this. And I'm going to go do that. Well, yeah, that's, that's great. But, and you're probably, maybe you're a good contractor. Maybe you're a great, uh, great framer or whatever you do. Great at concrete. Uh, but you're not good with the numbers. That's right. Well, they're good with the numbers when it comes to measuring those kind of things. Cause they got to be good at the numbers if you're in contracting, <laughs> but when that's it comes right. to the numbers that have dollar signs, we're not so good at those numbers. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, but we're man, there's just a lot that we've gotten through today, William. It's been beautiful, a lot of great information and I hope all the listeners have been very appreciative of the fact of of what you need to do to have your business to be successful and how important it is for your tax professional 
to help you out if they're willing to do so. And that's why, like uh, me, Marcelino Dodge here at Cash Tracks Financial, I'm one of those who is willing to help you. And because I'm an enrolled agent, I don't, it doesn't matter where you live in the United right. States. I right. can help you with it. Although, especially if you live in like Florida or Texas or Wyoming that doesn't have state income tax, I'd really love to help you there. Because uh, then we don't have to yeah. deal with the state. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or, one, or one of the other states that doesn't have uh, state income tax. But anyway, uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, you can always give me a call. It's 844-394-4287. Uh, the email is success at cashtracksfinancial.com or visit my website, of course, which is cashtracksfinancial.com because we're here. Uh, actually, I work with William a lot. If I, have, if I get something on something, I give William a call or I email him and he gets back to me pretty quickly. So uh, we're here to help you to make your business successful as, as well as if you're an individual just looking for some additional help. We can help you out there as well. Definitely there. So again, William, I am so appreciative of you coming on today and helping to explain these uh, concepts because we want all businesses to succeed and helping to do that. That's just fantastic. So again, once again, give me a call, anyone, if you have a question come up, that's 844-394-4287. I'm going to look forward to talking to you all again next week. It's again, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is the Tax Answers Advisor with Marcelino Dodge on the Voice America Business Channel. Thank you for listening to the Tax Answers Advisor with host Marcelino Dodge. We'll be back again next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to share next week.